This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed on this program are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend, co-worker, family member, or someone with whom you disagree. If you don't like what you hear, then perhaps you should find another podcast, because we speak the truth here on the Truth Hurts program. Well, hello and welcome back to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is Thursday, October the 12th, 2023. If you hear a note of sadness in my voice today, it's because I lost yet another member of the North Shore Sport Bike Motorcycle Riding Group with whom I am affiliated. We've lost like 12 guys in the last two years because people text and drive while driving cars. People drink and drive. People are distracted. People don't pay attention. And yes, sometimes it is through the fault of those motorcycle riders themselves not obeying the traffic laws and putting themselves into dangerous situations. All I ask people, please, watch out for motorcycles. The insurance adjusting world lost a great guy this week. Justin Jerry Husted passed away from complications and uh, he will be greatly missed in the insurance adjusting world. If you've ever worked with the big guy, classic car enthusiast, heck of a great guy. My condolences out to his family, to Carol, and everyone else. Okay, don't want to get too, too personal about all this stuff, so I'm going to get right into a bunch of stuff that involves your lousy excuse for a president. Before I do that, I can promise you one thing. If I had won last night's multi-million dollar Powerball drawing, over one and three quarters billion dollars actually, I would not be sitting here in this studio today doing the program. But here I am, so obviously I did not win. Someone did win, however, a single person. And I didn't make it to the market yesterday to buy a ticket. I got too busy. It was raining, it was nasty outside. Regret? Nah. Odds of winning the Powerball jackpot are astronomical. But you can dream, right? Someone in California, as usual, won the big jackpot yesterday, a single winner who will likely never be heard from again, or at least not until the lawyers finish working out all of the details and have taken their large multi-million dollar cut. Oh well, there's always mega millions tomorrow, right? Have you heard the expression, don't bite the hand that feeds you? I'm certain you've heard that phrase at some point in your life. How about don't look a gift horse in the mouth? There's another good one. A word to the wise is sufficient. However, to the unwise, it oftentimes takes much more than a word or a series of words for something to finally sink in. It usually takes the voice of experience. Wouldn't you agree? How about too many cooks will spoil the soup? All of those phrases come from the voice of experience. They're meant to teach you something. But to our so-called leaders, who don't think that you could possibly be as wise as they claim to be, you, the public, are treated to a constant barrage of mansplaining, cop-splaining, politician-splaining. You know, that partisan spin, that rhetoric. And it happens on just about any and every topic you could possibly imagine. From the Don't Bite the Hand That Feeds You column today, the USA Today reports that a 67-year-old American mother who has spent her life advocating for Palestinian rights 
is now a hostage of the Palestinians. More directly, a hostage of the Hamas radical terrorists in Palestine. Oops. I guess she must now realize she was rooting for the wrong team, right? Probably not. Biting the hand that feeds you. Liberals, progressives, radicals, so-called woke people never seem to understand the errors of their ways. So this woman is probably still siding with her captors in a sick, twisted Stockholm Syndrome sort of way. The article in the USA Today begins, They exchanged text messages and emojis. Brief status updates with words of encouragement. A picture of the beloved family dog, Tootsie. Until no more messages came. And then Cindy Flash, an American, and her Israeli husband, Egal, vanished into the violence, presumed kidnapped by Hamas. Four days after Hamas attacked Israel, more than 100 Israelis and possibly dozens of foreign nationals are thought to be held captive in the Gaza Strip. At least 14 U.S. citizens have been killed, and an unknown number are still accounted for at the time of the writing of this article. Mrs. Flash is 67 and is originally from St. Paul, Minnesota, and she is one of the missing. She lives in Kfar Aza, a kibbutz in southern Israel, near Gaza, where some of the most harrowing and grisly stories have been emerging over the past few days. Flash said in one of her final messages to her daughter, They are breaking down the safe room door. We need somebody to come by the house right now. Black lives matter. Actual black lives do matter, just like actual white lives matter. Asian lives matter. Republican lives matter. And yes, even Democrat and independent lives matter. The fact is, the Black Lives Matter organization does not matter. They don't matter to me. The organization of thugs, the massive money laundering operation, the despicable so-called nonprofit, they do not matter. Don't worry, I'm getting back to it. In fact, BLM should be shut down, investigated, charged, and convicted of the myriad crimes they've been accused of. But that's a story for another day. I need to tie this back to Miss Flash, the woman who was feeding the hands that now have bitten her. The BLM organization has come out against Israel and they're actually on the side of the Hamas militant terrorists who have kidnapped and killed Americans. Kidnapped Americans like Mrs. Flash. Somehow, some way, the BLM movement is trying to equate those squatters in Palestine, people who don't belong there, but simply came in and squatted and stole land from the Israelis, built entire squalored neighborhoods in what is known as Palestine. BLM is trying to equate the squatters in Palestine with evil white men in America. Which evil white men? Why, all of them, of course. Somehow, some way, this sham nonprofit known as BLM thinks in their sick, twisted, everything is racist mentality that the chosen people of Israel, God's chosen flock, are the bad guys. And the murdering, raping terrorists of Hamas are just victims and they're just pissed and now they're getting back at their white Israeli counterparts. Let's see. 
Comparing Hamas rapists, terrorists, murderers, kidnappers to the black community in America? I see. I see it now. I see it. Because most of the rapes, robberies, murders, carjackings, assaults and batteries in America are committed by the Blafrican American community. I'm not lying. This is not hyperbole, as Joe Biden would say. This is fact. Just look at the prisons. They're not filled with white guys. Comparing Jews in Israel to hardworking white Americans would be the logical choice for BLM to make. Thanks for clearing this up, BLM. And when you ask Biden, oh, that's right, you can't ask Biden anything. Our part-time president works less than 32 hours per week. He earns a full paycheck. He vacations 40% of his time in office. And he hides in the basement. You can't ask Biden. He's hidden again. He's lying again, too. But in a recent speech where he did poke his head out of the sand, Joe Biden discussed the country's latest jobs report. And in the process, according to an article online, he, quote, unfortunately made a series of factual errors and misleading claims, unquote, regarding his administration's so-called achievements. Don't you love the way the leftist, progressive, liberal, woke news media covers for Biden's outright lies? The way this first sentence read, in a recent speech, Biden discussed the country's latest jobs report. In the process, he unfortunately made a series of factual errors and misleading claims. Unfortunately? More like deliberately. A series of factual errors and misleading claims is just media speak, journalists explaining for the word lies. It should have read, in a recent speech, President Biden discussed the country's latest jobs report. In the process, he lied about so-called administration achievements. Would have saved a whole bunch of letters as well. A lot of space on that headline. Fancy news speak for Joe Biden lied again. No, they won't call his lies lies. They use terms like factual errors, misleading claims, mistakes, misread notes, gaffes, questionable statements, misinformed comments. But they'll never call them what they truly are, outright, bold-faced lies. In this rambling, mumbling speech, Joe Biden said he reduced the federal debt by 1.7 trillion U.S. dollars. This is a lie. This is false. This is incorrect. The federal debt has actually ballooned by over $5.7 trillion during his time in office. Biden, as they say, confused the terms debt and deficit in his speech. It wasn't confusion. It was deliberate, willful, malicious, intended. The deficit is the annual budget shortfall. The debt is the amount that our government owes just like your credit card debt. Biden is an idiot. He should have referred to a decline in the deficit, not the debt, but his confusion is his trademark, his excuse. Simply put, he lied. And as usual, clean up on aisle Biden. After the speech, the White House had to come back and clarify what they were calling a mistake. They said it was the deficit that fell by 1.7 trillion, not the debt. They attempted once again to cover up his lie. Notice how the White House has to constantly clean up Biden's spilled verbal fecal spatter. 
the word diarrhea of the mouth? The decline in our budget deficit was not a Biden achievement at all. Most of it happened because the emergency COVID-19 relief funds are no longer available and no longer being spent in our economy. People have already blown it. It's all gone. Thank God for that. The trillions of dollars in fraud, waste, and abuse. The wasted, untraceable trillions of dollars, never to be discovered, never to be investigated, are simply now being written off. And they're all the fault of Bidenomics. But you see, we've been too busy in the Biden administration, worrying about gas stoves and washing machines, water heaters, dishwashers, electric cars. And of course, we've been laser focused on trying to nail Donald Trump for his non-crimes. The president gave credit to a new tax policy for bettering the budget situation in 2021 and 2022. Newsflash, the budget situation sucked in 2021 and 2022 because of Bidenomics. And the policy he's trying to give credit only came into effect in 2023. Which, if you pay attention to clocks and calendars, means it is impossible for those tax situations to have had any impact on 2021 or 2022. More lies. But the hope is that you are too stupid to see it. Or perhaps the hope is that you are too lazy to look into it. The hope that you will simply buy the lies simply because Guopi Joe is the president, and presidents don't lie. Biden stated in that speech that his administration had generated an actual surplus. This, of course, is another Biden lie. The fact, the reality, the data says the federal government is still operating with a budget deficit well in excess of $1 trillion. And in case you're listening, Mr. Biden, surplus means you have extra money. The United States of America does not have a surplus. Biden claimed that he imposed a new 15% tax rate for large corporations. Whoop-de-doo. The new tax rate will only affect 14 companies in the entire United States of America. And only 55 companies actually would have this applied to them. 55 companies with incomes of over a billion dollars. But only 14 of the 55 will have to pay that tax. All of these lies came in just one speech. Perhaps it is better indeed that Joe Biden only work part-time, vacation 40% of his time in office, and hide in the basement the other 60% of his time. If he's sleeping in his basement, lounging on Rehoboth Beach, then he's not standing in front of a podium, a microphone, mumbling, stumbling, bumbling, and of course, lying. Oh, and don't you dare try to question Biden about his lies. Don't you dare try to question his little black bulldog, French Dip, the quota hire, Karine Jean-Pierre, the woman who was only selected because she checked off three diversity, equity, and inclusiveness boxes. She was a woman. She's black. And she's a lesbian. Don't run with scissors, Corrine. Don't run with scissors. She won't be standing for you questioning her, President. According to the Washington Examiner, 
Buckwheat, as she is called by a Nashville radio station owner and talk show host because of her hairdo, has decided that she's not going to take questions from certain reporters who dare to question Biden's lies, his shady business dealings, his influence peddling, his mental acuity, his physical failings, or anything else that is against Afura. In fact, Corrine Jean-Pierre dismissed New York Post reporter Steve Nelson after he vocally took issue with her ignoring him over an extended period of time. The viral interaction showed Mr. Nelson interrupting French Dip as she looked around for another reporter to call on. Take a listen to this exchange between French Dip, the quota hire, and Steve Nelson, the reporter. You haven't called on me in two seasons, Corrine. I'm not calling on you today. Go ahead. Right. You should be ashamed Go of ahead. that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Disrespect to a free and independent media. Black. I'm going to close. I'm going to largest and most widely read newspapers. Cream. contempt for a free and independent press. Go ahead. I'm calling on somebody who I haven't called in a long time as well. Go ahead. Why Okay. In other words, I am he's calling on you. And the man's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I am a representative, one of the most widely read, very, very large news organizations in America. And for you to deliberately ignore me is a contempt for the free press in our country. I don't care. I ain't gonna be calling on you. I ain't gotta do that. I'm gonna call on somebody else. That's what I'm gonna do. And she just blew him off, ignored him. Nelson then proceeded to criticize her as disrespectful. He was speaking above the others in the room. He said, you should be ashamed of that. That shows disrespect to a free and independent media to blacklist one of our country's largest and most widely read newspapers, Kareen, that shows contempt for a free and independent press. I ain't gonna cause on you. I just ain't gonna do it. You can't makes me. You just can't makes me do it. Perhaps Steve Nelson should not have used the term blacklist because a blacklist is apparently racist. Oh well. Maybe you'll get called on next week <laughs> or ne next month. But they be's in power, so they's gonna do what they's wants to do. Well, it's Thursday, and we still don't have a Speaker of the House of Representatives again, yet, still. Nothing can move through Congress. No money can be moved. No money can be allocated or spent. Not until they select a new Speaker of the House. Personally, and probably because I'm from Louisiana, I think Steve Scalise would make an excellent Speaker of the House. He is a more negotiable individual. He's not a hardliner, which some people are saying that's what we need right now, a hardliner. But I think we need someone who can reach across the aisle because not every single person whose name is followed by a D for Democrat is an evil progressive, liberal, woke nut job like AOC or Rashida Tlaib or Cory Booker or any of the other members of the squad. There are a lot of good, decent, moral, upstanding individuals in the Democratic political party. Just like there are a lot of good, fine, upstanding, critical thinking Republicans in the Republican Party. It's all about that vast middle ground that I talk about on the Truth Hurts program constantly. If we could just get a consensus that certain things are wrong and certain things are right, perhaps we could leave the D's and the R's off of conversations. I have nothing against Jim Jordan. 
but by aligning himself with the so-called Freedom Caucus, he is easily a target for labeling by the left as a far right-wing radical. Do I think Jim Jordan's a radical? No. Do I think Jim Jordan has every right to call for Joe Biden's impeachment? Absolutely. Joe Biden has actually done far worse, far more illegal things than Donald Trump was ever accused of. We need to investigate Joe Biden. We need him impeached. We need his family put on trial for the corruption, for all of the misdeeds, for all of the immoral, unethical, illegal, unlawful activities that they are involved in. The money laundering, the influence peddling, the bribery. The double standard in this country has got to stop, people. It's got to. They raided Donald Trump's private residence, tore it apart, and walked out with a few boxes of documents, most of whom he had the legal, lawful authority to possess. Joe Biden had no authority, no legal right to any of the classified documents found in over six locations. They didn't raid his place. They allowed his lawyers to go in and fish through stuff and say, yeah, this is probably classified. Yeah, this is probably top secret. Here you go. Take these items. But there was no raid. There was no government-sanctioned operation to go in and verify that Biden still doesn't have classified documents. Biden was given weeks, if not months, to shred, burn, destroy whatever might be damning to him or damaging to him. Donald Trump's place was raided in the middle of the night by armed men. That's a double standard. People like Steve Scalise understand there's a double standard. People like Jim Jordan, even like Joe Manchin, the Democrat, they all see these things. But by golly, if you're wearing the D, you better follow in lockstep with what the Ds tell you to do. If you've got an R behind your name, by golly, you better follow whatever radical wing of the R's is out there in control. Perhaps it's a good thing that no money is being spent, no money is being allocated or wasted or targeted or earmarked right now. Perhaps it is good that the House of Representatives is temporarily closed for business. They can't ban gas stoves. They can't mandate electric cars. They can't impose any new taxes, regulations, or restrictions upon we, the people. Perhaps it's good that they're taking a break right now and focusing on who's going to be the Speaker of the House of Representatives. They can't harm us if they're not in session. With the appropriations fight in Washington in overdrive and a barely avoided government shutdown behind it, for now, Congress should, at this point in time, be paying attention to the latest economic data. Recent revisions show things are actually worse with Bidenomics than previously estimated. Both the consumer and federal budget will soon be at the breaking point if Congress does not rein in their runaway spending and do it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Recent comprehensive updates to the gross domestic product, the GDP, by the Bureau of Economic Analysis revised data going back a few years, and it turns out when Donald Trump left office, the economy was growing at a brisk pace. Not a major inflationary pace like Mr. Biden has created. The data for President Biden's tenure shows that we are in heap big trouble here in the United States. The impending government shutdown might be the best thing that could happen. 
The federal debt is now over $33 trillion. And the impact of interest rates on federal finances is significant. At low rates, financing costs on that much debt are about $600 billion. My friends, we can't sustain that. Not long term. One day, China is going to call in their debt. They're going to say, pay us now or we're taking over. Joe Biden would simply bend over, pull down his drawers and show him the rosy rosebud. Say, here you go, take it. He's already given up Afghanistan, a democratic society that was growing, where women had the freedom to walk down the street without their faces completely covered, where children, male and female, got to go to school. He just gave it away. And now women have to cover up. Little girls are raped, tortured, turned into sex slaves. That's okay. It's quite all right. Thank you, Joe Biden. What a wonderful man Joe Biden is. And instead of stepping before the microphone and defending Israel, our staunchest ally next to Britain, he was out barbecuing. Barbecuing for his servants. Show them that the master does care about the cooks and the maids and the janitors in the White House. He wiped his mouth of barbecue sauce and basically ignored the world as it burns around him. Yes, folks, that is your president. If you like Chinese food and you like a very well-laundered and starched shirt, there may be some good news on the horizon from the illegal immigration front. According to the United States Border Patrol, nearly 25,000 illegal immigrants coming from China have been apprehended at our southern border with Mexico. It's not just Guatemalans, Hondurans, Colombians, and Mexicans coming across. It's not just Hamas terrorists and other illegal people with intent to do harm coming across our southern border. The Border Patrol says, there may be more Mugu Gai Pan in your future. This number of 25,000 illegal Chinese immigrants at our southern border is particularly high because the total number of Chinese migrants between 2007 and 2020 was under 19,500. 80% of the illegal Chinese immigrants are adults traveling alone. So you may get more employees at Chinese buffet, which means prices might come down shortly. You're listening to the Truth Hurts program. And finally today, back to Joe Biden, just for a moment. In the publication, The Net Worth of Lots of Luck, Biden laughs in the face of impeachment inquiry, but will he be laughing on the other side of his face? A reporter outside the White House asked Joe Biden, what is your response to Republicans opening an impeachment inquiry into you? Biden grinned and let out a hearty laugh before saying, lots of luck, lots of luck. He then said he's got a job to do. Well, I hope he goes on vacation because everything he does is more and more destructive to these United States of America. Nothing that Joe Biden has done has been good for our country. Larry Kudlow writes, liberals are going to be wrong once again. A word of congratulations to Steve Scalise, now the Republican nominee for speaker, winning a tight race over another great and distinguished conservative, Jim Jordan. Jordan has declared support for Scalise and is trying to whip up other members to vote for Scalise. Hopefully the Republican conference will be completely united this time and move the nomination to the House floor. 
and quickly gain at least 217 votes. Steve Scalise is a brave soul who was shot on the baseball field a few years ago by a liberal, progressive, woke Democrat with a gun. He managed to recover. He won the admiration of people on both sides of the aisle. And right now, he is ahead of schedule in his winning battle to defeat blood cancer. Steve Scalise is a strong conservative. He served with honor and distinction as the minority whip of the House and as the majority leader. He's a strong conservative. He's a former head of the conservative Republican Study Committee. He organized House of Representatives 1, the Republican House-passed bill last winter that will unlock fossil fuel spigots that Joe Biden's radical Green New Deal keeps attempting to shut down. Hopefully, this new Speaker of the House will be able to get things done. Just got that information out. So, congratulations on the first hurdle being overcome. Hopefully, you will be voted in as Speaker of the House and the country can start hopefully getting to a more fiscally conservative mindset, rein in the massive runaway government spending, and put our nation back on track. And looking at our clock, it appears we have run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Go out there and make it a great day. Call your House of Representatives member and tell them you wish for them to vote Steve Scalise in. We'll see you next time. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. This program is pre-recorded. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded.